Welcome back to Unfiltered Faith Podcast. This is Meredith Foster, and today we're going to be talking about worship. What is worship? What is it, and why do we do it? (laughs) Okay, so, um, you know, before we get into this, I'm actually just going to pray. I usually pray at the end, but I feel led to just pray right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone listening. Under the sound of my voice, I ask that we have ears to hear your word and that this word is planted on good soil, that it lands in our hearts, it gets grounded and rooted in love, that it produces good fruit, that it'll not be snatched away, but it'll be take root in the soil. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Amen. Um, Okay. So let's just get into kind of my background with worship. So I grew up in a Christian home. You guys knew that, know this. I've talked about it, but I went to Christian school and um, I loved Jesus growing up. And then when I got into high school, like it wasn't a part of my life because I, I went to a public school and God was not talked about. Like, you know, faith was not even mentioned in my high school. It wasn't until years later after I'd been in the world, doing the most in the world, y'all, there's things I I will never say on this podcast, (laughs) just that Jesus took my hand and pulled me from the darkest part of my life. He, He pulled me out of the darkness and brought me into the light, and it's only by his goodness and mercy that I can have freedom and, um just be free from my past and not, you know, think about it and not have that shame of my past anymore. Even on your darkest day, Jesus chose you and said, daughter, son, you are mine. I chose you. I want you. I'm pursuing you. And there's nothing that you did that'll make him love you any less. The blood of Jesus is strong enough to wash away every sin, break every curse. Everything is can be redeemed and healed and restored by the blood of Jesus. It is strong enough and nothing can separate you from the father's love. Nothing can snatch you out of, out of his hands. John 6 47 said, Jesus said, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. And then you are seated in heavenly places. You carry a spiritual authority in heavenly realms, the power to pull down strongholds and change atmospheres. And you are one with Jesus. You are intertwined with the Holy Spirit. You are one. um, And that is not talked about a lot in the church, but we are the bride of Christ. Like Jesus saw you and was like, I like it. I want to put a ring on it. So we married to Jesus. He is King Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah who will roar when he comes back. Guys, like he's, he's our champion. He's already overcome. So he crowns us with confidence and we are undefeated because he holds the victory. So in Romans 6, talks about how We know our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives, that we are no longer slaves to sin. We are dead to the power of sin and alive through Jesus. So we go from death to life. The night before Jesus was crucified, he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was talking to our father in heaven. And this is in Matthew 26. Um, He fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And it says, Jesus said, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. He was so sorrowful. He had so much sorrow. And I think 
a lot of the times as followers of Christ, you know, it says that we we walk in the footsteps, we go through what Jesus goes through. So if you're in a stage of your life right now where you're feeling really lonely, um, just know that Jesus understands everything that you have experienced in your life, everything you have felt. Jesus knows exactly that feeling. He knows the, the sadness, the grief, the loneliness. Even though he had his 12 disciples around him, they didn't understand what he was going through. They didn't understand the pain that he was about to endure. And he, he was grieved deeply in his spirit. So just know you are never alone when you call on Jesus and you believe in him. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit and he is your greatest comforter in times of Hebrews need. Hebrews 12.2 says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So that's why, guys, he, he went to the cross for the joy. Um, he chose us. Worship is a result of seeing the beauty of Jesus, his character and how, you know, like Judas betrayed him. His One of his disciples turned his back on Jesus, but he still forgave him. When someone has hurt you deeply or, I mean, Jesus knew Judas was going to hurt him and he still ate dinner with him that night. And so that just shows you how forgiving and loving and merciful he really is towards us. In Matthew 5, 7, Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. So being merciful is an act that shows our thankfulness for all God has done, and it is made possible through the Holy Spirit's indwelling. He was a servant. He had a servant's heart. He washed his disciples' feet. He rode into Jerusalem, not on a horse or had like a big entourage. He literally rode in on a donkey, like the most humble man that's walked this earth. And worship could be serving your community. It could be a small act of kindness, like buying groceries for your neighbor or someone that you see you know, out and about, it, it, our worship can come out in different forms. Like I said, it's how we live. As a believer, it's not about what the world has to offer us, but what we have to offer the world. And that is light, that we can share the reason we have peace, joy, and hope with others. Okay, so the other verse I wanted to go to, this one has been on my heart for a while, John 4, 24. And this is when uh, the woman at the well, oh, I love this story, y'all. Okay, okay, we're going into it. We're going into the woman at the well. I'm actually gonna read in a, a bit out of John Mark, John Mark's book, Love Secrets. Guys, go buy it and read it, it's amazing. So this is what um, John is explaining. John is explaining John 4. So the woman at the well had tried love with six different men. The number six represents man as man was made on the sixth day. She had always tried to get her core needs met from men and only knew deep rejection. Oh, well, that sounds like me. <laughs> it was unlawful for a woman to divorce her husband. With each divorce notice, the pain only deepened. This perfect seventh man broke the pattern. And the seventh man was Jesus that she met at the well. Jesus is talking to the woman at the well and he says, as she's trying to draw water, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? I feel like she was so sassy. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a well of sorry, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. 
He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. Jesus knew, guys, he literally knew. So just like the woman at the well, I think we have all, and I know I can say I have, I have searched for love in all the wrong places, and I went to certain things to, uh, to satisfy me, and nothing ever did. The only thing that satisfies our soul is the living water that Jesus gives us. And we get this water by inviting him into our hearts, by, by sitting in his presence, by um, feasting and eating the word of God. Because it says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we won't just be able to survive off of food. We need the word of God to literally to sustain us, like actually, which is crazy. So... I be in the Bible, I be in the word, I be getting that good good. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said. <laughs> just this conversation is so iconic. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that uh, that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, "Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh my goodness, I just love this because it's basically, Jesus is telling this woman that she doesn't have to go to a synagogue, she doesn't have to go to a temple, she doesn't have to go to a church building, in our case, in our day and age. You don't have to go to an actual physical building to worship God, that he is spirit, and that God is looking for his sons and daughters to worship him um, in their daily lives just by where they are and where they're planted because we now get the gift of the Holy Spirit and we know the Holy Spirit lives inside of us our worship is how we how we live how we you know honor our body and and what we eat what we how we talk you know all of those things because the the our bodies are the house of the Holy Spirit that's how we worship so honestly like when you really think about it sex is worship and sex is um, designed by God to be in the covenant of marriage. It's just so powerful. And, and I just feel like this is something that the Lord has been speaking to me in this season of my life is just awakening, awakening me to like, hey, like in my past when I thought I had to be at a church and I, I saw it as like a chore, like I was like, okay, well, I'll go to church. I'll just sing this one song on Sunday and then leave and like go back to the way I was living. But that's not the church. Those are not the worshipers that the Father is seeking. He's seeking people that are going to worship in the way that they live their life and that they're, even when they leave the church building, they're still worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth. Um, and so uh, my prayer is, is for, for all of us to get to this point of, you know, not striving and, and just being able to come boldly to the throne of grace and just, you know, we're going to spend eternity worshiping. That's what our eternity is. It's, it's going to be really fun and really lit. And it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard uh, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Eternity is going to be amazing. 
but we don't wait to get to heaven to start living that amazing life. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So let's not wait for heaven to worship our Father. Let's start worshiping right now in your living room. Put on a worship song, put on a song that makes you feel like, you know, like guys, literally sometimes I will just play love songs because I can use it as a worship song. It doesn't even have to be like a gospel song. It can straight up be a song that makes you um, feel encounter the love of Jesus and and you know start swaying or just dance put on some music dance in your living room lay on the floor cry it out release those emotions crying is so good for you crying is necessary if your parents told you to stop crying when you're little I'm so sorry crying is healing crying is good for you let it out feel the love of your father and worship is also your weapon. It is your tool. It is how you posture yourself to, um, you know, receive and stand in faith and stand in agreement with the promises over your life and what God has spoken through his word to you. So when I ever, whenever I have a worry or a doubt, I immediately go into worship because those doubts, they got to flee. When, when faith steps in, doubt moves out and, um, when I worship and just sit in the presence and, and reverence of, of God, uh, it's just so powerful. And that's really when the peace washes over you and just spending, taking time to really just hang out with God and build a friendship with him. Because when you think about like your best friend, you don't accidentally become friends with them. You were intentional about spending time with them and getting to know them and sharing your past with them and including them, you know, going, you know, doing things with them. So spending time with God and literally being like, we're going to be besties, like, full send. We're going to have some adventures with God and squad. So if this is a season where you are feeling called into rest in the Lord and to really just spend time with him, I highly encourage it. Let Jesus be your good shepherd and guide you and, um, yeah, I, I'm, that's kind of the season I'm in right now. Become like a little kid again. I have been like going out to the park, literally swinging on swings. I am a 26 year old adult and I am, um, obviously my maturity level is way higher, but I mean, when, when I say become like a child, like the childlike faith of trusting the Lord, if he's so, you know, going to feed the birds, he cares for us so much more than the birds. Like he, if he's willing to do, you know, feed them, he's going to feed us. He's going to provide. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, trusting him with all our heart and leaning not on our own understanding. And if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he will direct every step. I'm going to pray for you guys. And I'm also going to declare uh, Romans 1:16 over you. For you are not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that they will feel secure and safe in uh, their relationship with you. That they they know that in their hearts that they can trust you with their life that the peace that passes all understanding that that peace lives inside of them because they have received jesus that they believe and that that peace can never leave them and that that they know that that peace is inside of them and just going into the future i just pray that they um, that they call out to you in times of need, that they, um, that they rest fully in your luxurious love. 
and that you give them wisdom, you give them clarity and direction, and you bring into their life uh, divine friendships and connections that'll help them on their journey. Thank you, Jesus. In all these things I pray, amen.